Welcome back to the Montgomery Company's podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And today I get to interview and spend time with a dear friend who I've known for quite some time. We live in a similar space, but uh, I got to tell you, she is so effective. She's taught me so much. And um, professionally, she is on a roll. She's got a new book out. We're going to tell you all about it. Can't wait to dive in with my good friend, Nicole Khalil. Nicole just wrote the book, Validation is for Parking. What you need to know about Nicole, she's a coach, she's a speaker. She is also now an author and um, she's got a new book, Validation is for Parking. Let me tell you about that book. Here's what Nicole says about Validation is for Parking. Confidence is the bridge to better relationships, more success in loving the life you live. Women's lack of confidence is apparent in the business world, but this issue touches more than just our careers. It's a problem that ripples out into every corner of our lives contributed to everything we are, think, have, and do. It does not have to be this way. I wrote this book, she says, for this exact reason, so we can all beat the confidence con. Here to talk about beating the confidence con is my good friend, Nicole Khalil. Thanks for being with us. Jordan, thank you so much for having me. There's no place I'd rather be. Well, this is so fun. And listen, I know you've got like five podcasts today and everybody wants you on their show, but today we get you on our show. And um, I'm excited to learn from you. I'm excited to spend time with you. Tell our listeners, why did you write this book? What inspired you to write Validation is yeah. Parking? So um, a few reasons, as you know, we, everything we do, there's always a few contributing reasons. Number one, I always wanted to write a book. It's been on my bucket list for as long as I can remember. I'm an avid reader, love books. Um, so, you know, that was just something I always wanted to do. Why this particular book is um, because over my professional career, I became obsessed with confidence, what builds it, what derails it, what it actually is, what it isn't, because um, early on in my career, I knew the power of being confident. You, you mm. couldn't go anywhere without having somebody tell you to be confident. What was missing for me was somebody to guide me and give me actionable steps on how you actually build it. So um, that's a big reason. And then the third one is, and, and I always say this, I do not advocate for women at the expense of men. Having said that, I am mindful that as of last year, 92% of business books are being written by men. And mm -hmm. um, my experience and so many women's experiences when they go into the professional world is their mentors, their coaches, their leaders are very often men. And so what we are doing is we're learning about how to be professional. We're learning about how to be successful. We're learning how to be confident, mostly from the masculine lens. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's imbalanced. And so I really wanted to write this book for anyone of all genders, but, but really with women in mind, because I wanted to bridge what I perceive to be a gap. Well, there is a gap and it's a staggering statistic that 92% of all books written in the leadership space are written by men. And you're right. I think, you know, in the corporate world, all too often, um, people with a positional title or who are in a position of influence are, are in today's world men. Um, I know you're all about tools and you're about actionable steps. And you wrote this book, not just to inspire, but to equip. So let's get into some of those tools and actionable steps. Where do we start, Nicole, if we want to grow in our confidence, build true confidence, where does that begin? Yeah, so I identified five confidence builders. There's probably more than that, but I think these are the most universal and the ones that produce the 
quickest results, which is obviously what we're all looking for, right? In today's day and age, we want effective and efficient. So these five confidence builders, I think, are those. The first one, and I know you will agree with me on this one, uh, is action. Action builds confidence. You can't hope your way into it. You can't think or research your way into it. The way we build confidence is by getting into action. One foot in front of the other. One action step built on top of the other. One little risk over and over leads to big confidence. So action builds confidence. Confidence. If you take nothing away from our time together other than that, take that. Um, that was a really important thing, especially for those of us who are overthinkers or warriors or, or researchers. Um, the the way we build confidence is, is action. Um, the second and probably most surprising confidence builder, and and when I say most surprising, it took me a couple of years to actually uh, you know, figure out and, and buy into the fact that this was a confidence builder because it's so opposite of what I felt and had been told my whole life. Mm. Failure is the second confidence builder. And I use the word failure because it typically gets a strong reaction, but you can replace that with any word, failure, mistakes, loss, fear, doubt, all the kind of icky feelings we, we experience. Those things are confidence builders. And, and here's why. Confidence is when you trust yourself. And, and I, I, we can talk about this a little later. I, I, I talk about the confidence con, and, and that's all the misinformation, false information, mixed messages we get about what confidence actually is. So I want to be really clear. Confidence is when you trust yourself firmly and boldly. And so if you think about failure, mistakes, loss, and why these are confidence builders, it's because it's in those moments that trusting ourselves requires something deeper, more meaningful, and, and ultimately more lasting. Mm. It's easy to trust ourselves when everything's going according to plan. It's easy to trust ourselves when we're winning. It's easy to trust ourselves you know, when we get the results and the achievements and all of that. It's when the you know what hits the fan. It's when the plan goes out the window. It's when you know things are not working the way you thought. You're not getting the results. That is where choosing to trust ourselves is so much hard, mm. harder and therefore that much more impactful. So real, lasting, deep confidence gets built in the tough times. Now, I want to be clear, just because I know that my confidence gets built in those tough times doesn't mean that those experiences suck any less. Like, mm. I don't like experiencing failure any more than anyone else. I don't enjoy when I've made a huge mistake or anything like that. It, it feels awful. But what I try to tell myself in those moments are, are two things. First and foremost, failure is neutral. I'm the one bringing meaning to the event. And if that's true, I can choose a more productive and more empowered meaning. I can see it as a gift. I can see it as an opportunity. I can see it as a lesson. I can see it as one door closing so many more can open. I have choice about how I interpret my failure. The second thing I always tell myself in those moments where I feel awful is the only thing that's missing is hindsight. Hmm. Because I think you would say this too, Jordan would be my guess, is if you look back on the failures, the mistakes, the losses, the hard times, with the benefit of hindsight, we can look back and see what purpose they served. We can see how they worked 
for our favor or, or, or for the betterment of our lives or ourselves. And so when I'm in it and I'm feeling the not so fun feelings, I just tell myself over and over, the, the only thing that's missing right now is, is that benefit of hindsight. I don't yet know how this is going to serve me. I don't yet know how this is going to propel me, but I can trust, again, confidence is trust that it will. So I'm just going to pause. Those are the first two. So good. Action, action, action and failure. failure. I love that. You know, our good friend, mutual friend, Heather Monahan always talks yeah. about taking messy action. You know, yep. so I, I think to your point, so many of us are paralyzed by overthinking, overanalyzing. Um, we've, we've always said like done is better than perfect. And we just want to build the plane as we fly it, right? Parts might fall off and you might hit a storm. Um, but as long as it doesn't completely crash and fall apart, like we're all good. So, so take messy action. I love what you said about action. And then I love what you said about failure. Failure is neutral. You know, we're the one that brings meaning to the event. I think John Maxwell said it like this. He said, adversity does not build character. Adversity builds character if you allow it to. You know, it's still right. a choice. There's still a, there's still a process of, of choice involved in failing forward and allowing your failure to, to build true confidence. Keep going. So we're, we're, we're two in. We got three more to go. We're, we're learning here, Nicole, and this is heavy note-taking <laughs> time. So um, hit us with number three. Okay. And confidence builder number three is uh, giving grace on the journey. So it's kind of a two-parter. First, uh, acknowledgement that confidence building will only ever always be a journey, right? Nobody arrives at confidence, plants a flag, and it's like, I'm done. Right. That'd be awesome. It just doesn't work that way. So, uh, uh, you know, confidence building is a journey and you'll have steps forward, steps back, and, and that's part of the deal. Because of that, we must give ourselves grace. And, and I, I would frame it in this way, the way we speak to ourselves, the things we say to ourselves about ourselves really matter. And so I, I put it in this you know, container of giving ourselves grace, but really what I'm talking about is um, managing the voice in, in our mind. Uh, there's a meme that I love. It says, you spend the bulk of your life inside your own head. You might as well make it a nice place to be. And that's what we're really talking about here. So um, being kind and loving to yourself, that doesn't mean you don't challenge yourself, but you can challenge yourself in a kind and loving way. I always think about it this way. Would I say what I'm saying to myself, to somebody I love? Would I say it to my husband? Would I say it to my child? Would I say it to my best friend? And if the answer is no, then I shouldn't be saying it to myself because I should first and foremost be somebody that I love. That's so giving good. yourself grace on the journey is number three. Giving yourself grace on the journey. And I think especially in a world where, um, and, and, and if people are listening to this, they are a high achiever. They're committed to personal development, leadership development. You and I share this in common, Nicole, that we're both type A. So we're, we're drivers. And there's a lot of gold in being a driver, but there's also some shadow to being a driver. And sometimes it's that we don't give ourselves the grace that maybe we need to, to give ourselves. So uh, man, can so much relate to that one. Confidence builder number four. Here we go. Choosing confidence. Now you might be thinking, what? Like that's sort of an oversimplification, but I think this is important. I want to make the distinction. So many of us think that confidence is a feeling. I'm telling you that confidence is a choice. So I hear this expression a lot in business and, and, and heard it in, in my own journey. Fake it till you make it. I would replace that uh, forever 
Because first of all, telling people to fake something doesn't really work as it relates to confidence. Because what we're telling people to do is be inauthentic. And as you might imagine, that does not help you trust yourself. Uh, What I would replace it with is choose it until you become it. Choose confidence over and over again, second by second, minute by minute, whatever it takes until the feeling catches up. And it will. And and here's the thing that I love about choosing confidence. First, being able to witness and experience it has been one of life's greatest gifts. The you you know this when you work with people and they're not really feeling it. They have the overthinking going on. They're worried. They're not mm. in the best place. But then they go and take action and they choose confidence and they show up as their best selves. The power in that moment and the trust that it builds is really incredible. The other thing I would say is we're doing this far more often in our lives than we give ourselves credit for. You know, we both have children. If we have a really crappy day and we're feeling kind of low, we have a tendency to clean ourselves off and, and, and dust ourselves off when we get in front of our children. If we had a really bad meeting or, or, or interaction at work, and then we have to go into a next meeting, we, you know, show up as our best selves. So we are doing this often in our lives, but but I want to make the connection and the awareness of that you're actually choosing confidence and that you can do that anytime you want. So good. Confidence is a choice. And um, you're right. I think a lot of us think about it as a feeling, you know, think about it as, a, as an emotion and it's not, it's a choice. I, I would agree with you on that. Confidence builder number five. It's building it internally. So, so much of the messaging we receive is that confidence will come to us from some external source. I call this the false equation. It looks like this. If X happens, then I'll feel confident. And you can fill in the blank with any X. If I hit a certain level of income, if I get a certain achievement or promotion, if the scale says a certain number, I fit into a certain size, if my children are perfectly well-behaved, fill in the blank. If X happens, then I'll feel confident. That's a false equation that unfortunately will never work. Mm. If X happens, you may feel happy or successful or or, or momentarily gratified or whatever the case may be. But if you're using that to bring you confidence, you're going to end up becoming addicted to X, right? So if, if I think if I just meet the person of my dreams, then I'll feel confident, then I become addicted to finding the person of my dreams. And I'm giving my power and my confidence over to someone else. And trust me, our confidence is not living out there. No one or nothing is holding on to our confidence. And it's not some weird life game of where's Waldo or we're you know trying to <laughs> find it. Our confidence is inside of us. And it's something that we can build internally, again, anytime we want. So there's lots of ways to do this. I give 10 ways in the book, but what I would... Um, uh, invite you to do is think about how you build trust with other people in your life. How do they build trust mm. with you? Therein typically lies the answer of how you would build trust within yourself. So I'll give a couple examples that I think are pretty universal. Um, one way to build internal trust is to keep your commitments. We trust people who do what they say they're going to do. We tend to lose trust with people who constantly don't do what they say they're going to do. So um, as it relates to building internal trust, this means keeping the commitments we make to other people, but also the commitments we make to ourselves. And we tend to be better about keeping commitments we make to others than we do the ones we make to ourselves. So 
for example, if we say we're going to take care of our bodies by eating healthy or by working out or whatever, keeping those commitments is a difference maker in confidence building. It's a difference maker in, in the trust that we have. So um, one mm. add-on here is be careful to not overcommit because yeah. you know some, sometimes that's the, the thing that chips away. Yeah, um, so good. Creating and communicating boundaries, standing up for yourself, speaking your truth, uh, being your own hype person. There are so many things that we can do to build trust internally. Um, but again, I would invite you to go back to how people build trust with you, how you build trust with others, and then think about how you can apply that within yourself. Confidence is an inside game. It's an internal yes. thing for sure. There's a lot of external narratives about what confidence is. And you talk about the confidence con um, repeatedly. Tell us about the confidence con and, and why you chose to, to attack the, the confidence con. Yeah. So um, because I think confidence has become one of these words that we just sort of throw out as a feel-good word and, and, it, and its meaning has been watered down. And so I went to the etymology of the word, like the actual root of the word, how it translates in all different languages. And, and that's where it came down to trust, firm, bold trust. That's the root of the word confidence. But I think about the messaging we receive, and that's what I call the confidence con. It's this, if X happens, then I'll feel confident. You know, think about advertising. If you buy this product or, you know, buy these shoes or own this, whatever, drive the right car, then you'll feel confident. And, and, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that we should never do those things or that those things don't feel good or bring some other emotion that's wonderful along. I'm just saying it's not confidence. So if mm. I drive a certain car, I may feel successful. I may feel comfortable. I may feel excited. Nothing wrong with any of those things. But unless that car is helping me build trust in myself, it's just not confidence. Um, I think uh, we get a lot of messaging that confidence has to do with our physical appearance, mm. especially as women, right? If you, you know, have a certain body type, then you'll feel confident. If you're ripped and have great abs, then you'll feel confident. Um, and again, nothing wrong with wanting to feel attractive or desirable or healthy or any of those things. I just want to go back to, unless it's building trust within yourself, it's not confidence. So like working out is one of those gray areas. I believe it's a confidence builder because we're keeping the commitments we make to ourselves because we're prioritizing and valuing ourselves and our body and our health. Those are the things about working out uh, that build confidence. But, but this confidence con tells us it's the result. It's the how we look, what the scale says, the size, whatever, that it's going to build our confidence. And it's just not that. So I could go on for days. Yeah, but those so are some good. examples of the con. So in your own personal journey, Nicole, because I know this is something that you work at, you don't just talk about it, you're walking your talk and you're helping a lot of people specifically in this area, you know, through coaching and speaking and influencing others. In your own personal journey, are there a couple of these areas that have been maybe more important to you that you've had to work harder at when it comes to, you know, your relationship with failure, it being yeah. an eternal game, taking action, like maybe give us an inside window into your world and yeah. your journey and what that's looked like. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of the confidence builders I leverage on a daily basis. Um, but on a more personal note, I think there are a few things that, um, really impacted my confidence. First, you mentioned this earlier, I'm very much a type A personality. And so 
for me, it was very much about results and achievement. And I am a results junkie. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so the shift of trying to seek confidence externally and into building it internally has been a constant challenge. And I still love results. I still love achievement. But being able to trust myself in the absence of, in spite of, and, you know, regardless of the results, that's been a a real opportunity. Um, I would also share as a woman, uh, the unpacking my confidence from my physical appearance has been, and still continues to be a journey because, uh, you know, for the bulk of my life, I've been sent the message over and over and over again, that the way I look really, really matters. Um, and so, you know, having to, unpack holding on to my confidence and understanding that it has nothing to do with that. And then in some situations, wanting to look attractive, wanting to appear successful, wanting to look put together. And, and, and it just has, you know, been a little bit of a mind, you know, thing, uh, but I'm working through it and, and, you know, keep choosing confidence, keep giving myself grace, keep using those builders on a regular basis. The five confidence builders, um, validation is for parking. And uh, it's been a joy to watch you grow in your confidence, you know, as a speaker, as um, a communicator, a coach. I'll never forget, I got like two or three text messages at the same time when you were speaking at an event. Uh, it was a managing director's conference for a company that we're both really familiar with. And, and somebody said, this woman has it. Like she just has it. She's gifted. She's talented. And you delivered a dynamite um, keynote speech. So you're not just an author, um, you're a speaker, you're a coach, you're influencing people in a lot of directions. Um, obviously this book is is being released soon. Anything else that you want people to know about the book? And then I've got another question for you, Nicole. Anything else you want our listeners to know about validation is for parking? Yeah, I mean, I wanna be upfront. The subtitle is how women can beat the confidence con. So, uh, you know, as uh, somebody who identifies as a woman, I wrote this with women in mind. Um, so, you know, if you want to buy it for your spouse, your sister, your, your daughter, you know, I would be eternally grateful. But I do hope that anybody of any gender would read it and get a ton out of it. In the same way, I read so many books written by men and I get a ton out of it and apply it in my life. So um, that would be kind of the one thing, you know, that I, I want to put out there. Yeah, well, 100 percent, because I'm, you know having this conversation with you. And as I study your work, you know, it's funny because I know so much of your work is really in service to women, but I would argue that 100% of your work can be and should be also in service to men. So um, appreciate who you are so much, my friend. Uh, We're going to link all of the social media handles, your social media handles in our show notes. Uh, In addition to your website, in addition to an Amazon link to get more, uh, goodness from Nicole Khalil. You can order the book. Validation is for parking. We're also going to do this. If you email ashley at montgomerycompanies.com, we're going to send you a copy of this book pre-order for the first 10 people that reach out. So reach out ashley at montgomerycompanies.com. We'll send you Nicole's newest book. So you didn't just hear on a podcast. You can actually dive into the book yourself. Um, Nicole, any, anything else you want our listeners to know before you sign off about this topic of, of confidence or, or just about Nicole Khalil in general? Well, first, thank you for that very generous offer. I'm so appreciative. Um, 
You know, I, I would leave you with this loving reminder. I think in a world that's so chaotic and so busy and we've gone through so much, it's sometimes easy to disconnect from ourselves. And so this loving reminder that you are the only you there ever was or ever will be. And that matters. That means you have inherent value, worth, and purpose. And not mm. necessarily just one grand purpose, but they, your life has meaning and, and purpose. And I would invite you to listen to that internal voice, whether that's the voice of God from within or, or, or your inner knowing or the universe, whatever it is that resonates with you, listen to that quiet, ever-present voice that we've begun to ignore and really step in, take action, trust yourself, go out there and do what you're meant to do. The world needs you. The world needs all of us right now. So that's my kind of final thought. The world does need all of us and it needs Nicole Khalil. It needs this book. It needs the content you're putting out into the world. Uh, My friend, you are just always a joy to spend time with. And I thank you for investing time in our community and to the people that we care about. All of us got better today as a result of this conversation. Um, I trust that you'll continue to do great work with great confidence and look forward to seeing you soar for uh, many, many years to come. Thanks for being with us on the Montgomery Companies podcast. Thank you so much, my friend. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. I want to say thanks also to John Cho and James Roth of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes to make this episode go. If you enjoy listening to this show, if you're somebody who tunes in once in a while to our podcast, we'd love it if you'd officially subscribe so that we could move our mission of impact forward. This podcast is designed to help the leader go farther faster. We hope we've done that today. Be well, be great. Have a wonderful day.